0: hello
1: hello i'm emma i'm shannon and And i'm sarah
0: yay and welcome to this podcast doesn't exist we have a friend
1: with us today or more rather she has us because we're staying in her house (laughs) very true very true um we also
0: wow i spiked on the microphone so bad sorry you guys (laughs) i'm so
1: close to my microphone you do that sometimes you get yeah. really excited. I get
0: really excited, but she also has two kitties that we're now in love with. Um they have been kicked out of this room that we're recording in right now, so we might hear them a little bit. They it's have little bells a on. They're needy. They that if you can hear that, that's them meowing <laughs> outside the door. They are very needy, but they are very sweet, and we're very happy to be here with them. And Sarah, but also the cats. Most of the cats. They're just here for the cats.
1: <laughs> that's inaccurate. <Thank> Maybe. <laughs>
0: All right. Today, friends, I don't know if either of you know anything about this topic. But I suggest we buckle in before we give our usual housekeeping. Because I will say, it's like, it's not scary, it's a little weird, but it's also very similar to something we've already done.
2: Mm. So.
1: What kind of buckling are we doing?
0: I'm thinking snowmobile
1: snowmobile.
2: How do you buckle into a snowmobile?
0: I don't
1: know. I've never been on one. And then when it goes over a bank, you get thrown off of it and you die. Wow. (laughs) Look, I didn't get a lot of sleep last night, friends. (laughs) Shannon is very tired. Um, Buckle
0: into whatever you feel is appropriate. It can be into a jet ski or into a snowmobile or into... Whatever you like. It. We're in a very snowy port city. I'm so. going
1: gonna, gonna to buckle into a helmet. Oh, that's... I, you know what? That's a
0: good one. Safety
2: first. I'm risking it.
1: Oh. Oh. She
0: dangerous, lives on the dangerous, edge. Living on the edge.
2: Sarah. I'm just interested to see if Shannon cries today.
0: I, I don't think she will. I am sorry. I didn't go full spooky. I'm mostly because I didn't want to scare you. Before we get fully buckled, though, if you're new here, please. Or if you're old here. Please, go to our Instagram at This Podcast Doesn't Exist. Click on the link in our bio. Click on the bingo card. It'll generate you a card where you can play while you listen, unless you're like me and you listen while you do laundry. Yeah. Regardless, at least take some self-care time, like we talked about last week. Take some self-care time. Sit down with a bingo card and a cup of whatever you want. Light a candle. And a mug. Light a candle. Lock the cats out of the room. And just sit with the podcast, our beautiful, wonderfully shrill voices. I say that mostly for myself. And just play. Play it and let us know how well you do. And if you don't do great, also let us know. We want to help you out. Freemasons. Emma wants
1: to help you out. I don't condone cheating. It's not cheating. It is, though. It is. Well, I don't know
0: if they have Freemasons on their card.
1: But still, if you're not speaking about it in legitimate research on your topic, it's cheating. <laughs> eh. I'm not playing it.
0: <laughs> and if you have issues with this cheating that I like to do, please email us at exist at gmail.com. Um, you can also find us on TikTok at thispodcastdoesntexist. You can find us on Twitter at exist. What now? Yeah. Apparently we're on Twitter now. Apparently we're on Twitter. We are not on
1: Facebook. No. So don't try and find us there. Whoa. Aggressive. But feel free to share it there. Yeah. With your family, friends, foes, if you're still friends with people that you went to high school with on Facebook. The end.
0: <laughs> Alright. And now, with your helmets and snowmobiles strapped on and in, let us talk about the Isdal woman. The one doll. The Isdal Woman. I like it. A woman dies in the hills of Ice Valley by pills, booze, and fire. Was it suicide or something on the more sinister side? Mmm. So Ice Valley is located just outside of Norway's second largest city, Bergen, on the southwestern tip. So it's like at the bottom of Norway. It's a port city and is also known as the City of Seven Mountains. Isdalen, or Ice Valley, is one of the, uh, is on one of the largest of the mountains, Ulriken and is also nicknamed Death Valley. Oh. It has this moniker because of it being the suicide spot of many during the medieval period, as well as more modern instances of hikers having accidents among the scree, the fallen rocks, and the difficult terrain. Mm-hmm. So we can acknowledge that Ice Valley is not an easy place to be. Um, and is already known to be pretty dangerous. And yet, there are still people who choose to hike there because people are crazy.
1: Nah. <laughs> <Dum>. <laughs> it was like a gong.
2: I loved it. Uh, Dumb. You know, also mean, said the city of Bergen, and it just makes me think of trolls. Never seen that. What?
0: I, know, I, I, I don't spend a lot of time around children. It's true. <clears throat> I
2: wasn't around children when I watched it. <laughs>
0: Yes, but you're also a teacher, so it's like, <laughs> yes. it makes sense to me. Alright, so, on November 29th, 1970, a man and his two daughters were taking an afternoon hike on the north side of Ulrican, just moseying through Ice Valley, when they noticed a weird burning smell. Ooh. One of the daughters decided to go looking, they're like, teenagers. Eh, so they're not like, okay. they're not like children, but like. You can still be traumatized. Oh, as no, a I'm not teenager. saying you can't not be traumatized. It was just like it's not a five-year-old going to go look not for a burning little, smell. Yeah. <laughs> but one of the daughters decided to go looking and came upon the burnt body of a woman among the rocks. Hmm. The family, as fast as they could, hiked back down the mountain to go to the town police and let them know what they found. I don't
1: want this consequence. <laughs> consequence. <laughs> consequence. <laughs> like we just wanted to go on a hike.
0: Seriously. So the Bergen police, to their credit, quickly made their way to the spot and started an investigation. Okay. And this is like nineteen seventy, too. So it's like, Norway. They're doing they're doing the best. According to the police records, she was found lying on her back with her fists next to her face. So this is also called boxer's pose and is pretty common in deaths by fire. It's a reflexive defense position. Oh. So if you're aware of fire while you're being burned. It's reflexive, so it's not like you're thinking about it. You just end up in a defensive position. you think of a baby. Mm. It basically mm. is, yeah. Mm. So here's what else they found. The front of her body and her clothes had been severely burned to the point where there was no way of knowing what her face looked like. Carl Halver Oz, who was one of the first officers called to the scene, told the BBC, quote, It was out of the way. It was an unusual place to walk. The body was burned all over the front including the face and most of her hair it looked like she had thrown herself back end quote the back of the body had not been touched by fire so it was like it had been like a ball of fire in front of her had like hit her um, he also recalled that the scene was cold when he arrived so it's not odd for the mountains but odd for a fire that no one had seen or noticed mm-hmm. especially like if it's on a mountain if you see smoke like even from town you would notice Mm -hmm. That, like, something's happening up there, in in theory, depends on what time it happened. And since they found her in the morning, like, early early afternoon, so it would have been Mm -hmm. a little odd. But, in any case, it was cold, which was kind of telling. So, nearby the body, and also affected by fire, were two plastic water bottles, a plastic passport container, which in some cases it says there were two of those, but so far as I could find it was mostly just it was one, um, rubber boots, a woolen sweater, a scarf, nylon stockings, an umbrella, a purse, a matchbox, a watch, two earrings, a large ring, and an empty bottle of St. Halvard liquor. Apparently, or it's not even a liquor, it's a liqueur. Apparently it's a liqueur that's flavored with spices and herbs and aged like bourbon. So it's like hard stuff. Mm. Like you're not necessarily supposed to drink a lot of it in one go. Like you wouldn't pour yourself a glass of it. So there were traces of paper, like newspaper, burnt around the body. And beneath it was a fur hat, later noted to have traces of petrol, a possible accelerant. Any identifying labels or marks had been removed, cut, or rubbed off. And this is where my brain went, this is the Tomlom Shude case.
2: Because mm. mm-hmm.
0: we don't know who she is. All of the identifying marks have been rubbed away. What, what's happening? And it, it becomes more like the Tomlom Shude case as we go on. So the town is buzzing about the news. There is a very low crime rate in Bergen, so this is astounding to the locals. The police, eager to find out who this woman was, call for eyewitnesses to the woman in and around Bergen. They describe her. She was about five feet four and a half inches tall, which is exactly my height.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, I am five, five foot four and a half inches. And that half is important.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: She has long brownish black hair, a small face, small brown eyes, and small ears. She was between 25 and 40 years old, and at the time of her death, her hair was in a ponytail tied with a blue and white printed ribbon. The police distributed this description with artist renditions of her, which I have to say, sound lo- they look really amateurish and it's actually kind of funny I think it's truly that like in the 1970s they were just like let's find a local artist and have them draw her but let me show you what they look like so there's one
1: mm-hmm. also her hair like is a... long I thought right so well, they did that put that
0: hair in a ponytail and then there's this one
1: <laughs> I mean, better than I could do, but still. It's it seems like something a high schooler would draw. She's wearing a bumpet. She is. She's
0: mm-hmm. definitely wearing a bumpet in that one. But I just find them interesting of like that's what the police were uh showing around. Like I don't necessarily see any like clearly identifiable features in that. Right. Like it's like your your nose is a line. It's like, all right. It's well, like when you get a caricature done of was yourself, burnt,
1: then they have to be taking some liberties. I feel like
0: yeah. So no one yet comes forward from these sketches, which I don't find surprising based on the sketches. But she gains the name the Isdal woman after the desolate place where she was found. So Isdalin, they they just call her Isdal. The autopsy performed it was performed at the Gades or the Gades Institute. And they found that she had died from a mix of phenobarbital and carbon monoxide. So there was soot in her lungs, which meant that she was alive when she was burning, and her neck was bruised from a fall or a blow. They also found through analyzing her blood and stomach that she had taken about 50 to 70 sleeping pills, 12 of which had been found next to her body. Um, So they could like determine it was these sleeping pills that she took 50 to 70 of, which had not fully absorbed into her blood before her death, which meant she took them fairly recently before she died. Like, Mm -hmm. it wasn't all that long before she croaked. That's rude. I shouldn't have said croaked. Moving on. (laughs) Her teeth and jaw were removed and tissue samples of her organs were taken to help with future investigations, which I think at night in 1970, thinking that far ahead, pretty dang good. Yeah. They took her jaw and teeth because of her unique, gold-filling dental work, which they hoped would help track her down eventually. Regardless, though, they ruled this case a suicide. Because of the phenobarbital. Like, she had taken these sleeping pills, she had had alcohol. And, like, the fire, for some reason, wasn't a huge factor in their decision on that, but, like... All right, whatever. They wanted to close the case, I think, but they ruled the case a suicide and continued on their investigation a bit to I'm try and so- I- figure out who she was. What?
2: <laughs> I just—if
1: someone has taken seventy sleeping pills, why would they then set themselves on fire? Why would you just think that that's a suicide? I- ah, <laughs> uh, Norway! <laughs> what is going on?
0: So three days after finding her, the police tracked down two unclaimed suitcases at the railway station in Bergen in the lost luggage department.
1: Liked there was shoot. orange thread in the thing, right? Which matched... No, just kidding.
0: Well, inside they find clothing of various kinds, shoes, several wigs, makeup, eczema cream, which was a prescription grade, but the name and the like prescription was like scraped off. Maps, a comb, and hairbrush some teaspoons, unsure of the actual amount of those that were in there, some timetables for, like, uh, travel, a notepad, five 100 Deutschmarks found in the lining of one of the suitcases, 135 Norwegian kroner, various Belgian, British, and Swiss coins, and a pair of non-prescription glasses and sunglasses, one of which had a partial fingerprint that matched the body. So that's how they could figure out that this mm. all belonged to her. So just like with the items near the body, these items were stripped of any identifying labels. So again, not helpful. Doesn't say her name anyway. The notepad had been coded, so like all of the information inside of it was a code, but eventually it was cracked and yet seemed to be a record of the places she had already visited, rather than her plans, or any instructions, or any like diary entry, and there was none of that. It was literally just like, this is what has already happened. The police were initially optimistic about these suitcases, but very quickly realized that the items were no indicator of who the woman was, or why she was here. They try to trace the clothing to different department stores or designers, but no matches can be found. The only thing that they are able to trace is a plastic bag from a shoe store in Stavanger, which is about a five-hour drive, including a ferry from Bergen. They questioned the owner's son, Rolf Rurwit, and he remembered a well-dressed, dark-haired woman who bought a pair of rubber boots, very like the boots the police found on the body. They thought the umbrella with her could have come from there, too, because they sold that as well, and it looked fairly new. Apparently, he remembered a few other things about her, too. She took a long time choosing the boots, longer than a normal customer, which I totally get. It takes me forever to make a decision. Leave her alone. She spoke English with an accent, but he couldn't think of what the accent was from. He also remembered her smelling strongly of what he thought was garlic. Hmm. So, maybe she just likes some garlic bread. Leave her alone.
2: She was keeping away the vampires the night before. Truly.
0: Truly. Using the man's description, the police track her back to the St. Svithun Hotel, close to the shop, where she had checked in under the name Fenella Lorch. This, of course, was an alias. I hope so. (laughs) Right? (laughs) The police were eventually able to find that she had stayed in quite a few hotels in Norway in March and from October to November. So, like, she was there in March left the country and did whatever she wanted to on the continent or like elsewhere in the world and then came back in October through November to when she passed. It would mean that she would have several fake passports too as it was required in most hotels in Norway to check in to have a passport. So in order to have all of these aliases she would have to have in, did those aliases matched to the passports that she was using. So these are the names and some of the places she claimed to be from. Genevieve Lancier from Louvain, Belgium. Claudia Thielt from Brussels, Belgium. Claudia Nielsen from Ghent, Belgium. Alexia Zarn-Marchez from Ljubljana, Slovenia. I had to spell that out for myself. Vera Jarl from Antwerp, Belgium. Fenella Lorch. Miss Lienhofer and Elizabeth Lienhofer from Osted, Belgium. Of course, from all these hotels, police questioned possible witnesses. They questioned a waitress at Hotel Neptune named Alvhild Ranges, who was 21 when she interacted with the Isdal woman, who was at the time calling herself Alexia. She recalls the woman was sitting next to, but not interacting with, two German Navy personnel, one of whom was an officer. She also spoke a few German phrases. The woman also almost always requested a change of room during her stay at each of the hotels, at one point changing a room three times. Most hotel staff remembered she told them that she was a traveling saleswoman or an antiquities dealer, and she was also heard speaking Flemish and French along with English and German. But the authorities had hit dead end after dead end even with evidence that she had been to France and then back to Norway. So they were like in contact with the French police of like, have you seen this woman? And they were like, no, but
1: we hope to find her. (laughs) Like, good luck. Well, they found her. They just need to
2: put her back
1: where she needs to be.
0: Where she came from. Put
2: that thing back where it came from. So so help me. me.
0: So help me. So no one knew her real name or no one knew what she was doing or why, and they were forced to close the case, and they called it a suicide. On February 5th, 1971, she was given a Catholic burial. Apparently, Catholic, because of the alias she had chosen to use, were mostly names of saints, so they were just like, we're going to She's assume it. She's Catholic, it. Yeah. All
1: right.
0: She was laid to rest inside of a zinc coffin to preserve her remains and make disinterment easier.
1: So smart.
0: Yeah. And it was decorated with lilacs and tulips. She is placed in an unmarked grave in the Mollendal graveyard in Bergen. At her funeral were 16 members of the Bergen police who also photographed the services in case any family came forward to claim the body. Um, and they keep it in, al- in an album in the police uh, oh. station.
1: How considerate.
0: Yeah. So, all of that was within like three months of them finding the body. Mm-hmm. Then there is the sighting by Kettle Kersvoy, who came forward in 2005, years after the woman was found. He says that in 1970, when he was in his 20s, he had an encounter with the Isdal woman. He said he had been hiking most of the day and hadn't seen anyone for a couple of hours. It was late afternoon as he made his way back down the mountain when he saw a woman walking towards him up the mountain, trailed by two men. All three individuals were wearing clothes that didn't suit the outdoors, rather as though they were meant to be wandering around town. So they weren't wearing, like, boots, they weren't wearing anything protective, like, because they're up in a mountain. So they're not wearing the normal hiking gear. Mm -hmm. They're wearing, like, nice shoes and boots and, you know, thin layers. As they got closer, Curse Voice says, quote, She was looking at me and her face. To me, it looked like she was scared and she was giving up. When she looked at me, I felt that she started to say something, but she didn't. And then she looked behind her and saw these men. I'm sure she knew they were going after her. I remember her hair, dark hair, not too long. And also the men coming behind had dark hair. They didn't look Norwegian. I was thinking Southern Europe, end quote. He went to his friends in the police force when he heard about the woman being found, but they told him it was beyond the Bergen police, an international case that would never be solved. Curse Voice says that this encounter happened in the late afternoon of a Sunday. There's an issue. The woman was found dead Sunday morning by, a man, by the man and his two daughters, like, early afternoon. Mm-hmm. And the last sighting of her was on a Monday, almost a week before her body was found. So it doesn't really fit that he found her, or he, that he saw her mm-hmm. on a late Sunday. And he was, like, adamant that that's when it happened. But with Chris Foy only basing his sighting from an artist's rendering and no physical evidence, we can't be sure it was her.
1: Also, he came forward, what, like, 30, two thousand and five
0: thirty-five
2: 35 so, years later? Yeah. He dreamed it. Get well, I
0: mean, he went to the police right after they put out the right. sketches and they basically told him, don't worry about it. So, like, that's in his brain still. Mm-hmm. So I think he probably just is like, this is what happened. And they just told me, no, don't worry about it. And didn't record that I had done that. So I, I have bet, to come forward later. I
1: bet he feels guilty.
0: I'm sure he does. Because, because if he thinks you that it is. see
1: someone that appears to be in trouble... And you don't do anything about it. You're going to... I don't know. I'm paranoid. Whenever I'm driving and I see, like, a kid walking by themselves or, like, riding a bike. And then a car, like, slows down. I'm always like... What are you doing? Do you know this person? What? What's going on? I will chase this car. I will not go to work. I will chase this car if I need to.
0: We went for a walk um, with Penny... The other night, me and Griffin, and I think it must have been last week, and this, like, five-year-old is just walking down the sidewalk towards us, and we live in a residential area of D.C., but it's still
1: D.C. Well, yeah, it's, like, apartment building. Uh, Yeah,
0: and so we're, like, passing all of these houses, and this kid is, like, rounding the corner in front of us on the sidewalk and is walking towards us, and I... I assume that, like you know, oh, he went a little bit further than his mom or his dad or whoever. He was right, you're with.
2: expecting
1: an adult to round there, the corner.
0: There are no adults attached to this child as he's walking towards us, and he passes us, and I stop. But Griffin is like, "You need. To, we need to go. Like, we need to figure out if this kid's okay, because like we're not leaving until we find who he's attached to." So I follow this kid because Griffin's like, "I'm not." Right. I'm an, I'm an adult male. I'm not doing it. I'll stay with large the dog.. Man. <laughs> you go you go ahead and, and figure it out, tiny female. So I follow this kid and he like turns the corner again at the end of the block. And the first house that's here, there's a little girl who's sitting on the front porch and a woman whose like head is out of the doorway, like yelling for a kid and I forget what his name was. I think it was like Julian or something. And she as the kid rounds the corner, he like goes up the steps. And so I stop and I'm like, "Hi, does he belong to you?" And she was like, "Yes, I'm sorry, like all of this. Apparently, he had gotten in trouble." And it just stormed off. A 5-year-old.
2: That's on brand.
0: Had stormed off and like just taken a lap around the block.
2: He needed to cool down. And, like, yeah, sure, but... fine,
0: but his mom was genuine. Like, he tried to do it again. Like, he tried to, like, come down the stairs and, like, go back the way he came. And his mom was like, Julian, no, get back here. And it was because she had, like, tried to get the dog inside, and so she had, like, gone inside, and so he decided to take a lap. It was like, oh, my gosh, this this poor mother. Like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Eventually, he turned back around, though, because she's yelling at him, and he's still walking. And I went, sir, you have responsibilities Turned back around and walked past me and back into the house.
1: <laughs> Emma, shaming sidewalk children since 2021. Shaming
0: children in general. Shaming children is apparently one of my pastimes, which okay. I, en- I enjoy.
2: But like, I kind of shame this man because who goes hiking on a mountain by themselves?
0: Yes. Yeah, apparently yossi. Norwegians.
2: Like, if he had somebody else with him, then there'd be somebody to corroborate his story.
0: And apparently, you're right. You're absolutely right. Also, people, please don't go hiking by yourself. No, don't do that. Unless you are, like, an expert hiker or whatever. And log a
1: plan. Seriously, tell somebody what you're doing. mm, Dangerous. People are dangerous. Don't go into an avalanche zone. Uh,
0: But I. that is, yes, I completely agree with that. He should have been with somebody else. Anyway, I have a feeling that since he was a, like, Dude. Norwegian. He was a dude. Like, this is just normal to him. So, that it's was a, it. But a also, late
1: Sunday stroll right? in the ice valley of death.
0: Right. But, also, like, apparently, according to BBC, which I got most of my uh, information from the BBC, which, they were so good. But, he hadn't been up onto the mountain after that point until 48 years later, when they interviewed him and he was taking them to the, p- the spot where he had seen her, mm. so like he apparently was like, "I can't go back up there. It like hurts my heart that I didn't do something more about mm. it." And I'm like, "Oh, okay. So you do have you you're a dude, but you're like an emotional dude. I wonder I mean, if they... all Norwegians are like that. Probably not. That's general I don't know. Can it?
2: anybody like?" Uh... Let us know. Seriously. Because, like, maybe we need to look for some Norwegian then, Shannon. Right. <laughs> <Maybe.
1: laughs> Let me just turn on travel mode. On yeah. That's right. Doesn't Tinder have a travel mode, too? Yeah, you have to pay for it, though. Oh, yeah. I'm, I know. Who knows? I could be... I could do really well on the Norwegian market. We don't know. I don't like the cold, though. So pale maybe I say They're pretty pale, right? Yeah, pale and blonde. But I don't like I
0: feel cold. like you're... I was going to say, you're your temper your preferred temperature is like english summer
1: i like a temperate climate yeah
0: (laughs) with a decent amount of rain (laughs) there you go see england we'll just make you we'll find you an english dude
1: we're working on it okay
0: (laughs) anyone anyone who has an idea of who shannon can go out with who's like from england or like tangentially related to England. We'll take
1: the whole United Kingdom. is fine. Yeah, maybe Scotland. Maybe Wales. What if else? you really feel like Cornwall. Let's go. Uh. Anyway, this was a tangent. <laughs> let's get back to the the murder. <laughs> I mean suicide. Su- <laughs> Su- Excuse <clears> me. <throat> 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 what was that noise? I don't know. <laughs> that was a lot. I <laughs> not what that was. <laughs> That should be our tagline. This podcast doesn't exist. It's a lot. It's a lot. (laughs) Put that on the merch. Yeah. All right. So let's go into
0: some further investigations. The woman had very distinctive teeth, as we talked about.
1: I'm investigating. Oh. My doctor's... You're making Sarah... Dr. Strange hands. You're making
0: Sarah crack.
1: Is this Dr. Strange hands or Sherlock... This is Sherlock Holmes hands.
0: Yes, those are Sherlock
1: Holmes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's Bandicoot, Cumber Cumber snoot,
0: <laughs> Cumber Schnoot.
1: Cumber snoot. <laughs> We're fine. Keep going. Okay. Let's go. All right.
0: So the woman has very distinctive teeth, as we've discussed before. She had fourteen fillings and several gold crowns, which was really odd for someone in her age range and not something Norwegian dentists often perform. Dental work is weirdly regional. Did they not know about flossing in 1970? (laughs) I'm wondering, like, that's a good third of her mouth. Like, that's a lot in your mouth. I thought I had bad teeth. teeth. Yeah. uh Uh-uh. This woman, something was up with her teeth.
2: That almost makes me think she's on the latter end of that, what was it, 25 to 40? That's a like pretty big age range. Right? Like,
0: yeah, but and it's and it's large enough for it to be like, you can look, like my mother does not look her age. No. And she'd kill me if I told anybody her age over. Your mother microphone. is
1: 29 and That's, a half.
0: But she genu- <laughs> my mother genuinely looks like she's in the 30s. You look like sisters, mm-hmm. We We do look like sisters, which, yeah, yay, great genes. <laughs> but... Like, if someone were to Emma's be, like... Aging. A- <laughs> yeah. If someone were to, like, give an age range for her, they'd probably be, like, 30s to 50s mm-hmm. or something. Like, they wouldn't know, like, where she fit in that. Yeah. So, like, I can understand if you just look young. Like, there's no real way for anyone to pinpoint how old you are. Also, like, kids will always assume that you're older than you are because they're like, I don't understand
1: age like if you're older than me you're old you're not a kid so you must be mom age yeah That's
2: my students thinking i was 65 years
1: old which you, is hilarious you look to great me. for 65 honestly <laughs> I it.
0: your grandchildren must be so happy mm. with those oh, jeans yeah. my grandmother is convinced that she's 100 does she not know <laughs> She I called her like a couple days ago and she was like, Isn't it great that I'm a hundred years old? And I was like, Nana, you're ninety-eight. You got some you got a couple more years. <laughs> She's like,
1: I was rounding up.
0: I,
2: I was gonna say, when they're that old, you can round up.
0: That's what she said too. She was like, wait, I'm not? And I was like, no, you're ninety-eight. And she goes, I can round up. And I was like, you can do whatever you want. I'm not gonna argue with you. <laughs>
2: Um, like once you get past eighty five, you just have free reign of whatever you want.
0: Honestly, I cannot wait to be an old person and doing whatever I want, like genuinely to the point where they think that I'm like senile or something, and I'm fully like in in control of my capacity, my capacities. I'm not I'm in control faculties. of my capacities right now. My faculties. Uh huh. Yeah. The
2: big um, words.
1: They you are know, big words. The, the English The English major in me is dying. <laughs> You're going to give them all their assignments. You're going to pick who gets tenure.
0: <laughs> it should never be the men. There are too oh. many men who are tenured. And what? Anyway, continuing. <laughs> Sorry. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Past my uh, academic rage. It's fine. Anyway, dental work is weirdly regional, so the Norwegians were like, this is not something that we do to our people's teeth. Also, this is a lot of work for somebody, which is a reason, main reason why they took it out of the body, because they were like, we need to make sure that like, mm-hmm. if we have the ability to look further into this, we do. So, gazelle bang a professor of dentistry had kept the jaw that was extracted from the body at the time of the autopsy in the hope that someone would recognize the work and be able to either identify her or have some clues as to who she was and where she came from like picking up on that regional dental work when bang passed away which just let's pause Sounds for a moment. Exactly name. Giselle Bang I that is an incredible that is an incredible Drag name.
1: I, I offer it up oh, freely. Please give me some of the royalties if you choose to take this moniker.
0: Haley, can you please draw me Giselle Bang? <laughs> <laughs> Thank
1: you. But, like, the drag... Drag the ca- version category of category is... Bang. Teeth extravaganza. Eleganza.
2: <laughs> Dental. The time you mention the teeth or jaw being removed, I just keep picturing that femur bone. That your mom, my mom was talking about last night. <laughs>
1: okay, I'm gonna need you to tell. Yeah, the what's the context? the context? Okay,
2: so my mom. General
1: context. Just
2: started a new job, and she essentially sterilizes surgical equipment. Which is cool, in my opinion, really cool. And she's like giddy excited about she's it. She's very. Excited. She so is. Cute. She got so into cute. it. So she was telling us about how they brought down this surgical tray for sanitation after whatever was yeah. happening and there was just a femur like the top of a femur bone still sitting on I think she said it was after like a hip replacement or something yeah. like that yeah it was like the top of and a... she was very excited about the femur bone so was Emma yes she was very excited about the femur bone but every time you say jaw now that's what I'm picturing it's not the same thing but I
0: well, know. I told your mom that, because uh, of course she did her due diligence and, like, you know, put it in a hazard bag and tossed it and like then you're I supposed thought to. she should
2: have added it to a rock garden. I
0: think it would have gone very well in a rock. You know what? It's I think it would have been a cool paperweight. That too. But in any case, she should have kept it. Who's going to yell ready? at you? You clean it, you bleach it, you paint it. No one's going to know. And then you just end up, oh golly, that would be hilarious though, if like, in her in her dotage when she's older, and it's just, you go over and you're like, Mom, you, you've been gardening a lot. How, how are you? She's like, I'm fine, love, I'm fine. And it's just a whole garden, a rock
1: garden of bones. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we got a skeleton lake, why not
2: a skeleton garden? Mom, these rocks are really light, what did you do to them? <laughs>
1: Oh nothing. I just I found them, <laughs> which is hilarious because I feel like that feels like a scenario out of like Criminal Minds or something creepy. Right? But, like like it I, would be that their she mom. That's like a serial the killer.
2: sweetest, nicest. I could human. also totally picture my mother doing that though, which is the sad part. No,
0: I love it. <laughs> I really I, I I hope to grow up to be her
1: because that
0: that sounds like fun.
1: She's a I'd cool like to point human. out though that you refuse to like watch things like Grey's Anatomy or Criminal Minds because of the blood and the gore but then you're like tell me everything about this story I want this job and I'm like do you Emma do you want this job actually I she will can say
2: through my mother now
1: wait oh my gosh what if we have your mom on the podcast
2: well she'd be a hot She'd be so cute <laughs> the next time. Be like, what is this? <laughs> we'll
1: go over to theirs, we'll make grilled pizzas, and then we'll all sit around grilled pizzas. We'll all sit around the table and They're hear with about pizza. her bone diaries.
2: My parents offer grilled pizza to everybody that visits. Everybody. Do they have a pizza well stone
0: or like a pizza no, oven or something? We, or is it like just use
2: like non or pita bread and you make your own pizza and my dad puts it on the griddle.
0: Also, let's talk about your father for a second. <laughs> whom I love and is the purest of pure dad. Such That's dad energy. Such dad energy. It was just so good. Anytime that we, he's in the middle, of, like he's in conversation with you. But you can see his brain working through, where is the joke that I can make? Where is the stupid dad joke that what I can make? What song can I reference can I make? How right can I
2: embarrass now? my daughter?
0: Hey, Sarah. Hey, Sarah. here. I'm back here. I'm back here. <laughs> I can see you. Three rows behind us. Look, I'm right here. Hi, Dad. Hi, Dad. Hi, Dad. Dad energy. I love it. All right. We're back to the gross, disgusting teeth. And Giselle Bang. Giselle Bang. There we are. I don't actually know if that's how you say it. It might be Gisle or something like that. It's probably Giselle. I feel
1: like Giselle is
0: solid. I mean, but it's also a dude's name, so I'm not sure. Oh. And it's Norwegian, so I'm not sure.
1: Well, Giselle a man?
0: Yeah, I miss he's that. A, profen- he is like, a professor. Or maybe it's like professor of Zilli Zilli or something. Zilli. 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 Yeah. yeah, I have no clue. Like if it's if it's Norwegian, I'm sorry, I don't speak Norwegian. If I tried to find as many pronunciations Norway, as I could.
1: Please write in, and then correct us. We're so sorry.
2: Thank you. I hope you have listeners in Norway. We look. have listeners in Israel. That's awesome. Interesting. Yeah, it's mostly
0: the US and UK though. So
1: Cause. hold it down,
0: people. We know. Seriously. All right. So when Bang passed away, forensic doctor Inga Morald inherited the Isdal woman files. Inga is also a man, which I've also I used to know an Inga, and it was a woman. I'm I'm not sure.
2: Yeah, these names. They're gender neutral names. Woman, but
0: yeah, they're gender neutral names apparently. Hmm. Um, He was told, however, that the jaw had been thrown away because it was smelling. So, he didn't inherit the jaw or any of the teeth or anything like that. He just inherited the Did files. Did
2: they not, like. Yeah. Okay. Is it just on a shelf? It's the 70s. So,
0: after a search, though, the jaw was found. Oh. It was found deep in the Hawkland University Hospital forensic archives. This gives Norwegian police the opportunity to reopen the Isdal woman case and try to use all of our modern technology to find her and what happened to her. And that, my friends, is why you keep stuff. Yeah. You keep everything. United States police force, you don't throw things away, you don't allow things to go to the wayside, you keep things intact. And protected.
2: Particularly there body are storage parts.
0: units
1: that you can use. I. My brain, when you said forensic storage, my brain supplied a mashup of like criminal minds meets night at the museum. And how much I would not want to be a security guard at the
2: forensic. However, I would pay to see that movie.
1: <laughs> the Jaws just start <laughs> Only, moving and talking. Yes. Only if Owen Wilson is
2: in it yes please <laughs> as a
1: small minute as per- a
2: party person
1: <laughs> key chow key key chow
0: but keychain sized <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the main thing that they wanted to use the jaw for was to find her region of origin, and to do this, they conduct an isotope analysis in 2017 on her teeth, looking at the signature that elements making up her teeth left when her teeth were forming and shaped by the food and water that she had. So obviously, your your teeth wow. break down, or like you know, are formed by your region as it be based on the kind of food that you eat or the kind of water you ingest and what is in the water or what is in the food. Um, Shit
1: in his face right that's now. <laughs> insane. So, so, my teeth think I'm German?
0: Potentially. Actually, I should ask my father, the bone shaman. The bone shaman! Because he he was actually called out on a few police uh, forensic things. Should have uh, him on the pod. Find he's find not allowed on the pod. Chaotic. Uh, it would be, it very would be it, like if you think I'm chaotic. But he. But that's cool. It's really cool. Um, But he he got really into all that kind of thing a while ago um, when he was doing, when he was still working for the military and doing like forensic
1: stuff. So Uh, I went from thinking that was cool to now I'm like, cool, new existential dread unlocked that if my body were ever unidentifiable as me and they had to use my teeth to identify me, then they'd be looking in the wrong place. They'd be looking in Germany.
0: Well, you they, they can identify you because of your dental records. Oh, that's true. But,
1: but they didn't have dental they, records in the 70s. Well, they didn't have
0: her dental records. Yeah. There was no way of finding her dental records. or And they couldn't match her teeth to any dental records. And I think it has a lot to do with the fact that where she got her dental work probably mm. dictated well, and she how probably, well the records were kept.
1: If her travel record indicates anything... She, she probably got like this filling, exactly is su- such and such name, and this one is. Exactly. You know what I
0: mean? And if they're from different regions too, like there's no real way of doing that. Okay. So the tissue samples were also found in the Hawkland University Hospital, including ones from her lungs, heart, adrenal gland, and ovaries. These samples were sent off for DNA analysis and came back with evidence of where the woman was descended from and where she originated. Although the teeth did help to solidify this because of the isotope analysis. So the woman was born around 1930, give or take four years, in or near Nuremberg, Germany, but had moved to France or to the French-German border as a child, somewhere like Belgium, based on the wear on her teeth.
2: That's so cool. Right? Well, no, it makes sense why all of her aliases were from different parts of Belgium.
0: Yeah. Or like like surrounding areas yeah, too, yeah, and yeah. why she knows both French and German, mm-hmm. and even Flemish. Like that's yeah, that's pretty much in there. This makes sense, based on her handwriting too, apparently that she had been educated in French. So like the way that she forms wor- forms letters apparently is uh, pretty close to how uh, French handwriting matches yeah, that at the totally... time. So cool. So the dental work was probably done. In and this is a very wide range of places: East Asia, Central Europe, Southern Europe, or South America, based on the way that the work was done.
2: It's only like a third, a third of the plan,
1: right? Yeah. <laughs> so I think.
0: I think what's happening though is that, um, so in it, like in South America specifically, I know this that um, dental work tends to be done like you can do like Band-Aid jobs, basically, on your teeth. Whereas here in the US and in the UK and in more of like the Western Europe, yeah, they tend to do like, we're going to get to the root of the problem, (laughs) root, get to the root of the problem and take care of that rather than do a Band-Aid job. So. And it, it, they use a different type of, like, uh, tool. They use a different type of, like, whatever they're using as, like, a crown or, like, whatever material they're using to use make the Band-Aid out of, basically. Um, so my guess is that South America being one of those places. Central Europe makes sense because of it being a more impoverished area in in this time period. Southern Europe, same thing. And East Asia... I'm not quite sure, but it seems similar to that kind of situation. So it makes sense to me that they can't necessarily figure out where exactly it happened if it's based on the, just a type of thing that's done normally in these areas, but also based on her travel record, like there's no real way of knowing where she went, so. Hmm there have been no hits of family members regardless of the women's dna profile being monitored for such things and the tips that have been received have been hard to follow up on and so the search continues mm. so there have been plenty of podcasts documentaries and the like devoted to this case norway has been interested in finding this out since day one and has in that has lasted up until now like norway is obsessed with this case in 2018, the BBC and NRK, Norway's major news outlet, developed a podcast series called Death in Ice Valley, which interviewed eyewitnesses, forensic scientists, and gathered tips from listeners. Colleen Fitzpatrick, a geneticist with the DNA Doe Project. Is
2: that offered... a female? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <Just a second. laughs> I didn't want to assume there either.
0: No, that's fair. Yes, Colleen is a woman. Um, she is a geneticist with the DNA Doe Project, and she offered her help to, uh, to the podcast in identifying the woman through genetic genealogical isotope testing of autopsy tissues, which is just a hard phrase. Wow. But like, she's, she's hardcore. She, she really does good work. She's like top of her field. Of course, there are also countless TV episodes and plot lines that are inspired that- by this mystery, By thriller series is in the works with the Isdal woman playing the main character, though I couldn't find if it's coming out or if it's still being developed or if it was halted because it was, like, the news came up with it in 2019 and I've heard nothing about it since,
2: so. oh, you know, COVID, so. Yeah,
0: so I'm not quite sure if they decided to put the green light on it or not. Alright, so now we're in our theories of who she is and what happened. So... Multiple things point to the idea that she was a spy, Mm -hmm. her various aliases, which would have required at least nine passports and therefore a pretty professional institution providing those for her, her constant movement and obvious paranoia, as well as her disguises included in her suitcases, like wigs and makeup, though this could also just be a woman who likes to change it up. But this was during the Cold War, and Norway had experienced some other strange disappearances near military installations through the 1960s, and which were then traced back to international espionage. However, when the Norwegian armed forces declassified some records, it revealed that the movements of the Isdal Woman corresponded to the top-secret trials of the Penguin Missile, a missile designed to bomb ships. There were other reports by a Norwegian intelligence service that would admit decades later to looking into a woman, but her description always changed and they could never pin her down. There's obviously no clear evidence of this, but it is pretty close to explaining what happened. Of like She was a spy for Belgium or France or Germany um, and was spying on Norway to figure out what their intel was for building this missile. And was following the trials for, of the missile around to send back intel. Hmm.
1: Well, and maybe that explains the East Asia potential for dental work. If she was, like, in the field and had to get, like, a patch job yeah, done.
0: I don't know. Our next theory is that she was a Nazi hunter. Ooh. So, crime writer Gunnar Stolson has a theory that, quote, she was hunting for Nazi war criminals. Israel and Norway had a very friend- friendly connection, so if the Secret Services knew that she was what she was doing there, they would have kept that a secret, end quote. He stresses that this is only a theory, but it seems possible. So, during the 1970s, there were many spies operating in Norway because of the Cold War, especially Soviet ones. But there were also Israeli agents which came to light three years after, in 1973, when Mossad killed a man in Lillehammer who they mistook for being a terrorist. Before her DNA results, there was a theory of her being a spy from Israel, because of the connection between Norway and Israel. The allyship between Norway and Israel, as well as the Nazi flight from Germany after World War II to places like Russia and Scandinavia, made it possible that she was a Belgian or French spy tracking down the Nazis who had fled. With her background based in Germany and close to the border, she must have been deeply affected by the war. It sounds like a novel, but it's also a pretty easy line to draw because she would have been, like if she was born, give or take, around 1930, she would have been a kid during World War II, and that would have been traumatic, Um, and it probably would have been, you know, she knew people and still had family members who were affected by it so it makes sense that you know if there's a mission to be to be done in terms of like f- finding Nazis and taking them to justice kind of thing
2: I would read that book right <laughs>
0: exactly it should be a book put it on my shelf exactly and lastly she was a vampire slayer
2: yes please i'm sorry
1: what
0: um she I'm smelled like this. garlic she had aliases and was super paranoid <laughs> vampire slayer
2: I feel like that's totally solid, right? It's, it's the garlic.
0: It's the gar. The garlic is what makes it. And she had to like keep herself from being like noticed by all of the vampires. She's like trying to like track them down. Like we don't know her movements during during the evenings. We have no clue what she's up to. We don't know.
2: Dun, dun,
0: dun. I will say this is my own theory that I came up with. Shannon
2: <laughs> does not believe it at all. Shannon
0: is very skeptical. Uh, um, but she in any says case no in any case, I believe that she was not she did not kill herself, that there was somebody who forced her to have those sleeping pills, forced
1: her to drink whatever liquor it's a lot of and then set her pills. on fire. okay, but I'm Alright, I was not on board. I'm on board now. I got a ticket. I'm on the vampire train. Oh. Because... Well, no. Never mind. I took (laughs) that. You got my hopes (laughs) up. No, because I was going to say, I got mixed up in my brain. Because I was like, okay, so they probably... Um, made her take the pillows and make it look mm-hmm. like a human suicide but then they had to set her on fire but then I was like oh no that would be if she was actually a vampire not that it, she was a vampire Maybe hunter because you have to set vampires on fire to like
2: don't you have to also like rip them apart though
1: yeah well I'm still According traumatic okay. Okay. traumatic experience Carlisle Colin. they added a good 15 minutes to that movie and yeah you're right I was stressed
2: well I had to keep us interested somehow
1: right
0: those movies suck.
1: Sorry. <laughs> no one agrees with Sorry. you more than the people that starred in
2: them. <laughs> I know. I just like rewatched Twilight because, you know, it got out of the Netflix. So yep. why not? It was at the top of the list. And I was like, why did I ever like enjoy this?
1: Look, don't be kind to your past self. We all had our yes. interests and they were simpler times when all we had to worry about was are we Team Edward? Are we Team Jacob? In high school, because I'm pale, I have dark hair.
0: Um, they called me Bella,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I was dating a guy named Jacob.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, little vampire. Yep. <laughs> oh, Allie Lane, my little uh, vampire. I can't.
0: Well, um, that's that's it on the is doll woman. Do we have any thoughts past the vampire situations?
1: I just wish that they have the police, the Norwegian police. You said they didn't really comment on, on the fire aspect of it. It didn't seem that they They did. never publicly hypothesized or... It seems
2: like a pretty big deal to me.
0: It seems like a big deal to me too. And it, it, what's interesting is that Norway, like residents of Norway, and especially of Bergen, are very invested in figuring out what happened... Um, and a lot of the, so I read in one of the BBC articles that there is this woman whose grandfather was one of the police officers who investigated this at the time and he wouldn't talk about it. He genuinely would like not talk about it. And that might be based on trauma from, you know, seeing the body, Mm. um, which I do have a picture of, but Shannon, it is up to you whether or not you post it. Um, it's of the scene. I'll, I'll let you see it later, but that...
2: She. I don't think Shannon wants to see it. Shannon doesn't (laughs) want to see it. I do.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But in any case, this woman was saying that her grandfather didn't want to talk about it and that she heard from her father, who was very young, like fairly young at the time, that the times that like anything was brought up about her being connected to Israel or her being like killed by other like agents her grandfather would, like, clam up and be like, we're not talking, we're not talking about that. Mm. Mm. So there's a little bit of that, but it seems as though, like, because there's tons of podcasts on this, and there is actually, there's a, an actor who's very famous in Norway. He's, like, in one of their most popular television shows, and he has his own investigation group with his friends, and they, they literally, they just meet once a week, To talk about this case, and it's not publicized or anything. Like BBC, like in I think it was in like twenty nineteen when they uh, had this article, he he said, and they quoted him. He was like, "I'm wondering what people will say when they find out that I do this." Like, (laughs) no one knew that he and his friends were just like, "We're just gonna sit around and uh, and talk about the theories and like, here are the clues that we can like piece together and all this." Yeah, I mean, I think they were interviewed on the BBC's and NRK's podcast. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's
1: fascinating to me. I just wish that they had hypothesized more. Or, like, if it was some sort of agent takeout thing, then wouldn't you want to put as much reasonable explanation out? You know, like, oh... They suspected in the report, they stated, like, this liquor, like, what was her blood alcohol level? Could they tell that? Like, did she drink it all or was it like, oh, she was drunk and she spilled it on herself and then she went to, like, light a cigarette with a match and, like, that's why she caught on fire. And
0: why, but why was then there a hat underneath her that was covered in petrol?
2: But also, like, that's a lot of sleeping pills that were in her system. Yeah. Like, even if she was attempting suicide, like, that's a lot of pills.
0: And the fact that they weren't all absorbed into her system before she died, that tells me the sleeping pills aren't what
1: killed her.
2: Yeah. Like, I have trouble swallowing, like, four pills. Yeah, right. 70. (laughs) I'm
1: like, that would take me so long.
2: (laughs) Let me just sit up here on this mountain and ingest 70 sleeping pills and then set myself on fire.
0: Right? I'm not, I'm, with, with that situation, I'm trying to think through what their reasoning was. Was it just her sitting there, like, wanting to commit suicide, and she's just popping a pill, taking a swig of alcohol, popping a pill, taking a swig of alcohol, until she, like, starts to feel it? And that's why it was, like, 50 to 70? But regardless of that... Fire! I can't get past the fact that she was set on fire and only the front of her was mm-hmm. burned and that underneath yeah. her was petrol.
2: Like, I know you said it was cold, but it, it wasn't in the snow, right? No. Because I'm thinking, like, when you first said it, I was thinking, oh, she fell backwards into the snow and that's what prevented, like, anything else from burning. Yeah, like it but, maybe melted or something. But I'm also no, stuck on... on this guy that was hiking by himself. <laughs> and saw her. Okay, that's not why I'm stuck on it, but like, saw her followed by two men. And I know it doesn't really check out like timeline wise. Yeah. But like, where did these two men play into it? Because wasn't she seen with the two German men in yep. wherever? So like. Good connections, Sarah. What did Good they connection.
0: Do? Yeah, I'm not Germans. I, I don't really well. And the fact that the the guy was like, yeah, they were definitely Southern European because they had dark hair and were in Norway. Like these yeah. are these are not people who who like are from here. We have
1: exclusively blonde people here. <laughs> the occasional if,
0: ginger. If you're from Norway, yeah, you're probably blonde and pale.
1: Oh, okay. But so the body was cold when the police got there. Yes, but wasn't it still smoking? Because that's what it
0: attracted- wasn't.
1: No, they smelled no, they just it. it. Oh, they smelled burning flesh, basically. Well, burnt.
2: burnt but if flesh. it's but if the fire's already cold like it's not going to smell as much as if it's still like smoldering. I mean, it's going to smell.
0: I'm wondering if maybe it was like a wind situation. Maybe, yeah. Of like you're on a you're on a mountain and so the way that like wind shifts and like things like you're not you're oh, nece- you're not necessarily downwind of anything cuz you're down, you're like downwind or upwind
1: of everything. So, okay, so I feel like I've been on the she was totally a spy, and that's what it was Train, mm but here's my question okay if she was taken out by like agents of some other why would they leave
0: the body. the body
1: like why wouldn't they burn it all the way And
0: this is where I get to the point where I'm like it's the si- she must have been part of the same spy group that the guy from from Australia was the Tumum shoot case. Because it, it, I mean, maybe it's like regular spy practice, but like, why would you leave the body there, to be found? Why would you not like
2: you're in? Why wouldn't you make sure your job is finished? You're
0: in Norway. Tie some cinder blocks
1: to her feet and let her down with the fishes, like. Unless it's like a message. It might be to other agents of like if you don't succeed or if you try and betray your mission maybe
2: she wasn't found by the people she was supposed to be found by ooh i was space.
0: oh no i i like that I know, but because like, when you think about like or maybe she was she was found by like whoever was going to happen upon her mm-hmm. but like because it became such a widely publicized thing it didn't send the message yeah. that they necessarily wanted to send or something. Oh. I'm just, I think that it's a spy situation and that she may have been a double agent.
2: Also a vampire hunter.
0: Also a vampire hunter. <laughs> On the side. <laughs> triple agent. A girls gotta
1: pay
2: their bills, you know? <laughs> Honestly.
0: Mm-hmm. Um Or she was like, getting to the point, like maybe she was an older, like, on the uh, like older spectrum of 25 to 40,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and she was getting to the point where she was getting sloppy because she was, w- she was noticed in town. Mm-hmm. She was constantly changing her hair up mm-hmm. with wigs and constantly redoing her makeup while she was there.
2: Because some of her aliases weren't very different. Yeah, like, the Claudia thing,
0: or like, yeah. and she was always from Belgium. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if because she it was getting kind of sloppy, or, it, like, I don't know if she was getting sloppy, but, like, maybe she let something slip, or maybe she, like, you know, poked the wrong bear, did something a little bit that she wasn't supposed to, and they were like, you know what? You're done. We're done. And we, we obviously, you know too much, so we gotta Set
2: take care of you.
0: I just, I don't know. The fire thing just yeah, seems so aggressive to me. When
2: you started, I felt like the fire was going to be a bigger deal. Right? And then it wasn't.
0: Yeah. Which seems correct. Like, it should be a big deal. But yeah. it's not for some reason. Like, there, I don't know if it's because it's just so inexplicable. Especially
2: since, since the pills weren't dissolved, the fire is more than likely what killed her.
1: Yeah, well, it was, it was the carbon
0: monoxide yeah, poisoning
1: yeah. plus the phenobarbital. So it was like I don't. <clears throat> well, I think I'm the only clear uh, takeaway that we have from this is that once you finish your great circus fire novel, you then have to write a different novel where this woman and the Australian Tom Amshuud man are in the same spy ring. And like years. And, she's apart. and then you become by World War Two. You become the next James Patterson and have. <laughs> 200 Ah. books in the same series yes
2: write them all and then we'll
1: move to England with our podcast empire so you don't have to marry an Englishman
0: you can find one on your own
1: I mean
2: the hope is appreciated
1: we we won't turn down hope but I mainly just want to live on a seaside somewhere in a cottage with our podcast empire I'm good with that I'm coming to okay you're
0: more than welcome
1: bring the cats and the cats yes Yes. olive
2: and willow are joining yeah they're small enough
0: they can fit in a carry-on they're fine
2: i feel like do you need to add a picture of my kittens to the instagram yes Yes.
0: (laughs) i have plenty
2: emma might have more than me at this point
1: (laughs) i am in love with willow and olive yeah i was gonna say ma'am you
0: gotta be fair Oh no! I love Willow. She's a sweetheart. She's definitely the cuddly one. Mm-hmm. But Olive has just got some such sass. Oh, Personality. Yes. Personality.
1: Personality. Personality. Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, 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 you're so
2: funny. i really
1: try. <laughs> Do you? Based on that facial expression, you don't. Oh, to quote Taylor Allison Swift, "This is me I trying." <laughs> Happy anniversary to folklore. Cause the it's been one year since she announced that album. So that's fun. I listen to your
2: episodes out of order sometimes, so I would definitely just finish the Taylor Swift episode yesterday.
0: There you go. But thank you, you guys, for listening. I'm sorry for grossing you guys out, but
2: I'm totally I totally need to see that picture though.
0: Would you like to see it now?
2: Yeah. I do Shannon's like no thanks
0: okay well look away because yeah, you're closer at, to the mic i look at it
1: from far away oh it's in black and white it is makes, yeah it's in black and white it so it's kind easier. of hard to make fun. it out
2: it's not as fun she says it's the one on top I mean okay yeah it's black and white so it's hard to see much of anything but rocks
0: yeah well but she kind oh, of there's blends legs. into all rocks. right all
2: right I see it now yeah yeah ew. I mean I watch criminal minds before I go to bed so
0: it <laughs> <laughs> it only it only kind of affects yeah. you. Well, and then there's also a picture of the of the funeral that they took Aww. which is really sweet. I still
2: think that's limiting. super cute. Like they've got the album in the police station in case anybody ever comes forward and says this was my so and so. Exactly. Although the whole spy vampire hunter does not really lend to her having family, or at least not, like, living Unless family,
1: I don't they think. were all taken out during World exactly. War II. Exactly. Like, that's what I'm thinking. Like, exactly. And there's that story no again. No living family. story. Yeah.
2: There's your next novel. Write it for me. Okay. I will proofread it sure. for
0: you. I'll proofread it. As in, <laughs> I want to read it before anybody else gets Yes, exactly. To <laughs> <laughs> I'll try my best. I'll try my best good well thank you both for listening thank you friends for listening I mean you listeners listeners out there are my friends apparently yeah you're friends yeah I
2: hope you can't hear all the sirens happening right now
0: it's fine I'm not it's it's at the end of the episode it's fun ambiance ambiance um but my friends please let us know if you like our talking and rambling um I was going to say like, review, subscribe,
1: but you can't like. You can like the Instagram post. Like, review,
0: subscribe. (laughs) Um, Let us know if you you do like us. And if you don't, just send us to whoever you don't like the most. And maybe they'll like us. In any case, everybody, please remember, this podcast doesn't doesn't exist. I was like, Sarah, do you want to join? (laughs) Do you? Do you? Do you? I did. I remember Ruth didn't want to join. She was like, I don't know what to do.
2: No. Oh, no, Ruth didn't. Liam didn't want to join. Liam didn't want to join.
0: Liam was like, I don't actually listen
1: to your podcast.
0: (laughs) All right, love y'all. Bye. Bye.